Hello. I started the pod last week like that, so um, apologies, but not apologies. Um, recording on Wurundjeri land and glad that you're all here with me and isn't it getting hot? <laughs> I hate summer. The receptionist just here goes, are you not a summer person? I went, no, I am not. I moved to Melbourne for a bloody reason and you're all letting me down. She goes, move to Tasmania. And I said, that, it's worse that, because the sun's got no ozone, like it's got more now, but it stings that sun down there. So... I don't know what to do. I'm going to Iceland. Even though that – is Iceland ice, icy? No, that's Greenland. I need to go to Greenland to get icy. Or maybe Alaska or just somewhere cold where I can go, oh, my God, take me back to the heat. Because <laughs> that's what we do. I, I saw a meme that said something like, oh, all you know, all the people that go, oh God, you'll be you'd bloody whinge if it wasn't so hot. No, I would whinge if it was really cold again because it would be really cold. It's what we do. We whinge, we whinge like cool whip. All right, let's start with a female. I got one from a woman called Jessie. That's a good name. I like the way she spells it too, with a Y at the end instead of an I E or an E. I like it. Seems a little different. Maybe it's not. Hi, Evie. Love you so much. The end. <laughs> That's so nice. No, I wish. Imagine if you just got those. Hi, Evie. Love you so much. Thanks. No, say it again. Say it again. Say so who says it? Me. I said it twice. Um, I learned so much from each episode. Thank you. I wanted to share some thoughts I've had while listening to you. Please. Yes, dogs are the best and should be cherished. Thank you and I concur. Most people, mainly boys slash men, have been brought up thinking that it's weak to show emotion. Don't cry like a girl. Man up. Don't be a sook. I love the word sook. But it's okay to show anger and be mad. That's an acceptable emotion to show. And that's why most men slash people in situations don't know how to show emotion or how to deal with something and they go straight to anger. Me and my wife are raising two girls. One of the big things I want to teach them is understanding their own self-worth. I teach our three-year-old that it's okay to cry and show emotion, but I want her happy so we can then work on why she's upset and how to make her happy. We don't dismiss any emotion. Keep up the good work because you're making a difference in the world and my life. Cheers, Jesse. Oh, my goodness. That is so nice. Jesse. I love you. I love you. Um, and I'm so glad you're raising two beautiful, wonderful young girls. And, look, I could not agree with you more. Dogs are everything and should be protected at all costs and cherished for life. Um, you know, this is a big passion of mine changing the way we raise our children but more importantly how we raise our boys because you know what and and obviously changing how we raise our girls but it's the boys that we've really really got to because they're the ones that are doing the killing um, one woman dies at the hands of her intimate partner every six days in this country at the moment. It is a crisis. We are a crisis. We, there is a femicide happening and it's real. People are exacerbated now um, and we've got to go back to basics. I, I believe we've got to start just as Jessie has 
nose right from the raising. And it, you know, it's, it, it's everything from putting a pink bow on a baby to let people know that, that the baby is a gender. Why? Why does it matter what gender we are? I would love to be genderless in a genderless world. I really, really would. I think, you know, until the age of seven, if you cannot see the genitals of a child, you will never know what that gender is unless you were told. And some people who were born with all the genitals, an adult or two chooses what gender they're going to be assigned. <laughs> oh, the world we live in. But because of this, we have developed so many rules around what it means. And there's a lot of, I guess, incels is, is where, where I'll go straight with that, which is the incels are the men who are involuntary celibates. So these are the young, these are your angry young men on your keyboards, okay? These are the men who are into the red pill. These are men who are into um, the Jordan Petersons and the Andrew Tates of the world and the Joe Rogans of the world. Um, these are the men who are really angry with us women who reject them. Um, not in any way taking any responsibility or accountability for their behaviour and that's what makes us not want anything to do with them. No, no, no. It's us. It's us as women. <laughs> so um, I just think if we could start right, you know, they, they don't, they're not born, those incels are not born angry with women. They are taught to be. And it's from a very young age, like I said, with the bow on the head, it's not just that, it's how we're spoken to in a pram. Oh, isn't he handsome? Oh, you look very strong, tiger. Oh, look at you with your truck. Oh, you know, look at you. Oh, she's so cute and soft and sweet. Emotions. Let's talk about that. If you didn't know the gender of a human, would you just let them cry it out as a child? You, I mean, you would if, if you knew it was a girl. But what if you didn't know if it was a girl or a boy and they had just hurt themselves? How would you react? I think if we... I would love a social experiment where no one's allowed to reveal the sex of their child until the child is old enough to say this, the gender that they are. And there are parents who are doing that and they're getting ripped. But I absolutely love it. I think it's wonderful. Give them a name that doesn't have a gender attached and let them do with their clothing and hair what they want to do. Let them play with everything. Let them feel any way they want to feel. Talk to them about everything and let them think that they have the opportunity to be whatever they want to be when they grow up, not knowing that specific jobs are assigned for specific genders. Um, wouldn't that be lovely? So that's all I can say is all you can do is all you can do. So when, you know, obviously my fantasy plan is not going to happen. So let it happen in your house. You know, remind you and your partner, if you, ha you know, if you do have a partner, you're raising someone, um, Let's not do that in this house. Let's not do the gendered stuff um, when this baby's born. Or even if you have a kid already, say, let's take that, that out a bit. You know, let's not 
I remember my brother would not let my nephews grow their hair. He just wouldn't do it. I have actually a friend who has three daughters, wouldn't let them cut her hair, their hair. And I never, ever said anything to either, but it grossly offensive to me that you would even tell a child how they're going to wear their hair. I mean, the fact that, that you go to school and you get told off is enough, but to have that in your own home, if you're telling your kid that their preferences are wrong, how would that feel if someone said that to you now? Rach, you have really long hair. I'd really like you to cut it short. I'd like you to do that. Would you do that for me? Good. She's shaking her head, everyone. So what on earth? Where, where, I mean, don't even get me started about uniforms at school. (laughs) Oh, you remember last week I said to you that sometimes it's going to be a few extra things like at the same time. This week is one of them, but it's still weird origins. Okay, so this week you're going to, you're going to have to uh, maybe change your vocabulary because I'm going to tell you four racist phrases that we still use to this day. Now, we already know not to say things like um, the N-word. We also know not to say someone's a Nazi or someone, you know, if they're tight, they're a Jew, you know, all of those kind of things. Like we know now and we don't use them anymore. And if you do, stop it. Um, These are ones to add. And remember, please take it into consideration that I'm a big one on calling people in. You know this. So calling this out means I'm calling you in by letting you know that we have the ability to learn these things and become better people because of it, which means we don't say them because it might offend someone. And it's important but we don't offend people. I can't stand that, oh, you can't say anything anymore. Always going to be offended. I mean, the amount of times you see that in comments, in the comment section, it actually, it's a bit of a bugbear for me. Oh, I wonder where that comes from. But it's because it is. And you know what? People say you can't say anything anymore. Well, you can. You can. And not only can you, we will hold you responsible for it. And that's okay. Like I've said to you ages ago, learn more. Learn more words. Learn more sayings. Why don't you take this as an opportunity, like I do, to broaden your vocabulary? How wonderful. How lucky are we that we can do that and we can be we can learn, we can have the knowledge of a phrase that meant nothing to us. And now it means something to us. So we learn a new phrase that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. Why anyone would want to hurt people's feelings is beyond me. Okay, first one. Long time no see. It was actually printed in an article about broken English of the Native Americans. So racist. Mumbo jumbo. It just sounds racist, doesn't it? But it actually comes from a Medinka word, mum, mama, jumbo, which um, when it was transcribed by a white dude, um, he wrote it as mumbo jumbo and then it became something that was then used as a phrase to describe anything that didn't make any sense or was confusing. No can do 
is a payout on Chinese immigrants and the way they speak. And the last one, oh, no, we've got two more. Sorry, I've got five. La, uh, second last one's cakewalk, which is a very fascinating one, this one. We don't use cakewalk in this country. And for obvious reasons, when you know where it comes from. Cakewalk, the slaves during um, slavery time in America, on a Sunday they would dress up and mock their white slave owners and do dances and all these things. And the white people who would come and watch them had no idea that they were the butt of the joke. But because they loved the performances so much, they would give the slaves cake. I love that one. And the last one is Tipping Point. Tipping Point originally came from the amount of non-white people that it would take for white people to leave an area of living. So there's your five. You've got long time no see, which I use all the time. Mumbo jumbo. I don't use that one. Um, No can do. I do use that one. Cakewalk. Don't use that one. So that's a very American things thing to say. And Tipping Point. There's an entire TV show called Tipping Point. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that there are some tipping apps and ads and things that definitely use that. So do with it what you will. Continue using them if you want to. Um, Maybe it won't offend anyone, but who's to say it doesn't? Can't hurt to get rid of them. Love you all. I will talk to you next week. Wait till you hear his on the podcast on Thursday.